Hey guys, I'm Shoda, and I'm a mental health consultant and a certified mindfulness teacher. Hi, I'm Ollie, and I'm also a mental health professional, and I have a degree in health psychology. We're married, we have ADHD, and we're both in therapy. And this is Mindfully ADHD. A podcast that follows our mental health journey to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. We try out different ways to improve our well-being and try to adapt those techniques to our brains and our lives over the span of a month. This is the first episode of a three-part series where we will discuss the issue and make a plan for the techniques we're going to try over a month. The next episode will be an update to see if we need to change course and if we are staying accountable. The last episode is the conclusion to see what worked and what didn't. This month, we're examining and trying to figure out our sleep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you sleep last night? Not so great. Yeah, I don't sleep great most nights. I think I have like particular difficulty getting to sleep. And then recently in the mornings, I don't know if it's the dog or I'm getting old, (laughs) but I wake up with the sun and then I can't go back to sleep. Yeah, I think if I wake up at like 5 a.m., chances are I probably won't get like to sleep. Like my mind is already activated and is already running. So like you can't you can't shut it down. Otherwise, I won't really, you know. Yeah, I understand. Like it's it's, it's such a problem. <laughs> and it's it's such a problem because it it's, you know, like when you get to sleep at like one or two in the morning and then wake up at five or have to pee all night or um, someone calls it monkey mind. Monkey mind? <laughs> yeah, like when you go to sleep thinking and then you wake up and you're still thinking the same thing. <laughs> Do you not get that? I think I'm just always thinking. So like I don't really break up my day into thinking and not thinking because I'm just, my mind is just, I'm ruminating constantly about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, rumination. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that like that's what minds do. Minds think. I think that you're right. It is. It is a misnomer. But like you know, when you just like have a running thought and it's just in your head all the time, and you're thinking about it, and you're thinking about it, and then you wake up and you're still thinking about it. Yes. Or, <laughs> or like when you s- go to sleep and you have a song stuck in your head, and then you wake up and then you're still thinking about that song. I don't know if I get it with songs, but I do wake up thinking of like specific songs. I mean, maybe you're maybe you like start singing before I wake up, so it just implants in my brain. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I really hope I don't do that. <laughs> I sing a lot. It's a verbal stim, I think. Yeah, I, I do wake up at least once a night, every single night, like without fail. I don't know what it is, but like usually around two or three, I just kind of pop awake. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that the dog doesn't help that situation at all. I think I sleep through him most of the time. <sighs> or like, or I don't know, because sometimes you like talk to me and we have full conversations, but like, I have no recollection of that. So that's like, really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think it's, that's how like uneven my sleep is. Like, yeah. I think I have those periods where like, I'm constantly just waking up a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I suppose that your blood sugar doesn't help that either. Oh, yeah. I, I should say that I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I had to constantly take my blood sugar. Every time I wake up or every time I look at my phone, I constantly just scan myself. Because <laughs> he's a cyborg. Yeah, I feel like a really shitty robot. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. uh, should we get to the problem? I think we've already established that both of us have sleep problems. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to start by saying that one of the things that is quite common with ADHD from my research and personal experience is a f- 
fucked up circadian rhythm. <laughs> yeah. So a circadian rhythm is a natural, it's like, it's the body's natural internal process that regulates the sleep-wake cycle and repeats um, on each rotation of the Earth. So roughly around 24 hours, although there are some studies to suggest that our circadian, natural circadian rhythms are a little bit longer than um, 24 hours. Uh, the uh, what? What's the point of that? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, like one other thing to say, hey, let's make your life just a little bit more challenging. God. The lizards should never have crawled out the ocean. That's what we <laughs> f***ed up the first. I can't believe, like, why, why 25 hours or whatever the hell day is? I, I think it's like 25 and a half hours. That's even worse. Or something like that. They put people in, like, underground taverns so they couldn't see the sun and just kind of checked and checked to see what their natural sleep wake. Yeah, sleep wake cycle was. This is why I never leave the house. This is this is how human beings should be. Just, <laughs> just underground. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful. It's cave life. It's ca- hashtag cave life. <laughs> hashtag cave let's, life. Let's start a movement. Um actually, you know, I watched I watched some Netflix special or YouTube video or something where people were turning caves into luxury Airbnbs. And really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we live there? <laughs> And they said that it was the best sleep they'd ever had because there was no light. Yeah. There's no natural light. And that brings me back to the circadian rhythm, which is controlled by light. So you've got, um, I have a little infographic in front of me. And it says that our um, melatonin starts to secrete. So melatonin is the hormone that helps us regulate our sleep-wake cycle, and it is released at around 9 p.m. It starts to release at around 9 p.m. Of course, everyone is different, and we'll talk a little bit about how different the circadian rhythm can be for people who fall under the neurodivergent umbrella. But it starts around 9 p.m., and then you've got, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff to do with poop. What? Yeah, because your your digestive system is also run by this 25-and-a-half-hour cycle. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my god so so there's just there's no hope <laughs> there is hope that's what the point of this podcast is is to give us hope and then you have your deepest sleep at around 2 a.m and your body temperature needs to be nice and cold nice and low about like a degree or two degrees lower than normal and then maybe adjust a degree not two degrees that's hypothermia um and then at around 7 30 in the morning um, just after the sun has risen. Again, these are just averages, but after the sun has risen, then melatonin secretion stops. So your body should naturally wake up at around 7.30. So your sleep should be from 9 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Yeah, but you get people who are like night owls or was it early early larks. Is that what they call it? I think it's just birds. Bumping. Early, No, but there's. I think they do put some other bird. A specific? No, it's like, what, just, like just, the early lark gets the word. No, but it is, it's not the fr- yeah, the early bird gets the worm, but it, they don't say like what that night owl doesn't get the worm. It, it doesn't th- <laughs> Yes, th- that's night not owl even get the that. It's not even part of the same phrase. It's just like So, there's something called delayed <laughs> sleep. 
like a delayed circadian rhythm. Yeah, it's a delayed sleep phase syndrome. Thank that, you. That, that I was I was doing research for this too, and like that can sort of came up. I didn't see the twenty five hour thing, twenty five and a half hours, but I don't know if that number is correct. I'm pulling twenty five and a half out of my ass. I just know that it's longer than twenty four hours. <laughs> Maybe we can just fit it in here, just um, Hank Green's Sue voice, just explaining it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This is Yahoy, the real egg dream, from the popular website Yowship.com. Circadian rhythms are approximately 24 to 25 hours long, but most people prefer to take closer to 25 hours when isolated from external stimuli like daylight and timekeeping. Also, my brother is Jean Dream. Um, so what is delayed sleep phase syndrome? Because I didn't get that much information about it, but I just kind of got the... The loose definition, I think. So the like, I I read a meta analysis about um, ADHD and sleep specifically. Okay, so according to StanfordHealthcare.org, delayed sleep phase syndrome is a disorder which in which a person's sleep is delayed by two hours or more beyond what is considered an acceptable or conventional bedtime the delayed sleep then causes difficulty being um able to wake up at a desired time yeah because i've seen a lot of artists um you know that they get their peak creative time at about 3 a.m or like they start feeling the witching really... hour yeah but they start getting really productive just really mm. late at night and i think growing up i used to be like that but i think now um as an adult i'm just tired all the time so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, but honestly, like, I, I think that my productivity as well starts to peak around midnight. It's when I want to clean the whole house and make the bed, much to your dismay. Yeah, like a whole, like, you've went on a journey. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 one time while you were asleep, and it was a school night, I reorganized the entire bathroom. Yeah, it's it's really disorientating waking up and just all the furniture around me is shifted slightly. <laughs> But it's good to know I, I'm not slowly going insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the things that we have learned is that 73 to 78% of children and adults with ADHD also have delayed uh, sleep phase syndrome. So that's just something to keep in mind. And it's just another way where the neurotypical world isn't built for those of us who are neurodivergent. It is something that is a constant battle because, you know, people want you to work a nine to five and it's really difficult to work a nine to five. Or if you're a kid, go to school. I don't know how the f I went to school at 6 a.m. Like to wake up at 6 a.m. and then go to school and then be like semi-functional in the morning. Oh, I wasn't functional. <laughs> so, so I remember like getting to school and being really chirpy, but then I was always like half an hour late and my sister would slowly rip her hair out. She still brings it up once in a while. I feel bad, but I was always late. I could never, ever get to school on time. Yeah, I was always in detention for just being like 10 minutes late to like form class. I used to just skip form class and then get, have to go to the principal secretary to sign myself in. I wish I could just do that. That would be so much simpler than... No, I, I, used to, I used to get into trouble for it. Yeah, I actually see a lot of... I wonder how sleep would have affected us as well, like back in high school. So in the research I found, I saw that lack of sleep can actually manifest as ADHD um, symptoms in mm. young children. Mm -hmm. And also lack of sleep can also make ADHD symptoms worse. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's what people call a bilateral comorbidity, where both of them affect each other. So if you don't sleep very well, it makes ADD worse. But 
sleep can also give ADD symptoms as well. So we're just completely f- if we don't sleep. <laughs> uh, just just a quick disclaimer over here. The two of us, because of where we are based in the world, we use ADHD and ADD interchangeably. They aren't two different things. They are the same thing. Um, I just wanted to put that out there because I get a lot of questions about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I tend to say ADD because I have inattentive type ADD, but I think even that term is starting to rotate out and they're trying to shift it a little bit. So I'm sure that our terminology is also going to change throughout the podcast as well. I mean, depends depending on what the literature says and how people are, you know, refer to it. I mean, these things are always changing and it's always a spectrum. And I also think that just as part of the community, it depends on what you identify with. You know, I, I consider myself to be an extremely hyperactive person. Um, so I like the term ADHD better, but other people prefer ADD. Yeah, and it's, I think some people do find comfort in the older, um, criteria and the older terms and stuff, and I think it, yeah, it's just your preference, but it's generally just to let everyone else know, because I think everyone with ADD functions a little, a little differently. Absolutely. Yeah. I also saw that um, sleep problems can also complicate your mood as well by from people who've had ADD or people who have yeah. mood disorders. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think about it, right, um, anyone, if you've had a bad night's sleep, you're going to be crankier the next day. It's going to affect your mood and the way you interact with other people. And that can become cyclical, right? Like if you're in a shitty mood, other people become, <laughs> you know, also become shitty towards you. And it can affect your mental health quite significantly. I know that I cry more if I haven't slept well. So it, it makes sense that ADHD symptoms also get worse, um, especially because there is a lot of research to back the cognitive effects of not having a good night's sleep. Yeah, because it's all executive functioning. So you can't really regulate your moods as well as you would have liked. I'm, I, I know when I take my medication, I my mood tends to stabilize a lot more or I, I tend to feel less anxious just because I think that regulation is there when, you know. I think that's probably the biggest um, thing for me personally, I think. That, yeah, yeah, for sure. And But, you know, it's, it's really interesting because um, in terms of ADHD and sleep, I mean, we know that um, the same part of the brain that manages your emotions manages everything else. It's uh, so it's very common for those of us who do have ADHD to I feel like we're seeing ADHD a lot. Um, but for those of us who do have this executive function, dysfunction or dysregulation are dysregulated in our moods, the way we react to things can be quite extreme. So not just like rejection dysphoria or whatever, but even like getting good news, I'm absurdly happy for you if you you tell me something that you did i will tell you how proud i am of you and i get really super excited and a lot of people give me good news before they give other people good news and i think i wear that as a badge of honor that's so nice though (laughs) but But um sorry the i was just gonna say that there are very few studies that are conducted to assess emotional outcomes in individuals who have any sort of sleep disorder and add or adhd yeah um, there's a complete lack of empirical data um, when it comes to emotional impairments in individuals with um, ADHD, restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, and um, CRDS, which I can't remember what that means. But I feel like this lack of research in you know people who do have comorbidities, you know how common that is with ADD or ADHD. Uh, I feel like that's going to be increasingly common throughout this podcast. We'll do our research and find out oh, the, the area is just entirely 
under-researched. Yes, um, CRSD is circadian rhythm sleep disorder. I'm actually surprised how common it was, because when I was doing research, I saw that there was a 2008 study, and they said that 2,000% of children with ADHD actually have trouble sleeping or staying asleep. Yeah. And I think it was 78% of adults with ADHD had, you know, or had that criteria we, that we call delayed sleep phase syndrome. So yeah. That's, that's so common. Ben. It's so common. And I don't think that I've ever spoken to someone who has ADHD, who doesn't have sleep problems, and doesn't have, I mean, one of the symptoms, one of the core symptoms uh, cited by Thomas Brown um, for ADHD is difficulty regulating alertness. Like, that's a core symptom. I don't know how many people that I've worked with and how many kids that I've worked with who've said, yeah, but, you know, how do I feel? How do I get myself to be more awake at around three or four? I don't think I've ever been alert in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked, so my mom is a neurodevelopmental pediatrician, and I asked her, I said, mom, what do I do? Because I keep getting sleepy at three or four um, PM and she was writing a report. She was like very distracted. And she's like, "You need adrenaline." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I beg your pardon." She's like, "Yeah, do some jumping jacks." <laughs> so I stood in the middle of my office and did jumping jacks, and it did work. To her, um... I think I joined in with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know when I was looking at insomnia. It was really funny because they said the primary treatment for insomnia is to reduce daytime stress and i was like wow if it was that easy <laughs> right it's it's this this lovely thing that um every time you go to a sleep website how do i sleep better you know try and reduce anxiety just you know don't be stressed well if that was possible i don't think that i would have a career i think it's the same kind of people who just tell you to cheer up right kind of, yeah um or to pay attention more but i mean we can talk a little bit about stress and the biology of stress <laughs> Uh, but that's very different than just saying like, oh, just, you know, stop being stressed. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that um, coming in, like when we start talking about the hacks in the next segment or the techniques that we want to use. Actually, should we use that to slowly move on to the uh, the hacks? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we're I we're back. Okay, the hack. Okay, so um, we are calling it a hack, but, but okay, so we established the problem. How are we gonna? How are we gonna fix it? You, you, you and me, we have to fix our sleep. <laughs> we really have to fix our sleep. I've become personally invested in this podcast. <laughs> if we can't do this, then I won't sleep ever again. <laughs> Imagine, don't do that to me, man. We sleep next to each other. Yeah, but it's not like I sleep anyway. You do. You do sleep. You, you just don't you, sleep you, you well. You think I'm sleeping. <laughs> It's just like, like really quiet. And then you, you, I'll just slowly rotate and look at you with my <laughs> eyes open. Like an owl. Yeah. No, I mean my whole body, not just not my neck, just pivoting like 360 degrees. That'd be a trick. Hey? Yeah, that would be, that'd be a hell of a trick. <laughs> so what, we kind of, what we, we're going to do is I'm going to talk about like many different evidence-based practices to help with sleep hygiene and help with sleep in general. What we did find during our research um, is that a lot of it is geared towards neurotypical brains. Things like keeping a routine and getting on with it. <laughs> yeah, because my, my my initial research just on YouTube and just what was out there on, you know, like if you type in like how to sleep or how to get better sleep, it, it was like doctors just telling you these are the things you need to accomplish before you sleep in order to have better sleep. And it's just, it was just lists of things. Like an, I, I already have trouble 
with my own routine and it's just adding about 15 other things onto my routine and it just seemed entirely unsustainable so it's like you need to improve your diet you need to improve your exercise and it's just how to like i already have my entire work day work week i I can't schedule my entire day around sleep (laughs) but maybe maybe that's kind of what we need to do but in a way that is not as um, overwhelming and because se- when you say like you know to structure your whole day around sleep yeah. that sounds like a really overwhelming thing and it seems very rigid as well yeah and we know that one of the things that motivates people who have ADHD what things that motivate us is novelty yeah. so when you get stuck into a routine it can be really difficult to continue with it unless it becomes compulsive or obsessive which is also something that happens I know that my nighttime routine like to do skincare and to take a shower and all of those kind of things is quite a compulsive thing it's not something i do to calm myself down it's something that i do and then i procrastinate doing it because it takes like 30 minutes so that just delays further delays my sleep and like and the research is it is very very kind of restricted towards routines routines seem to be the key to everything like i feel and i don't know if that's necessarily true but it really feels like that because every time i speak to my therapist or i speak to uh, my like an ADHD coach or talk to a mindfulness teacher it's all about yeah you know you can find your routine you know just have a bedtime routine and do a mindfulness practice and I do it for like two weeks and then I stop yeah I think that tends to be my case too and I feel like it's hard to get that initiation to start the activity to start your entire routine like that first step that first hurdle is really difficult because like even you've seen me like right outside the bathroom of my switch because I'm procrastinating taking a shower and I got distracted and I'm like, okay, I'll just do these five other things and then I'll shower. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there's also an element of perfectionism there. Like I have to get this done before I do the other thing. Otherwise I won't be able to do the other thing. Um, There is a TikTok creator named Connor Wolf who has a really great video on it that explained it to me really well where he is looking for the remote cover and um his friend asks him like what are you doing aren't you supposed to go to the grocery store and buy milk he's like yeah but i thought i'd I'd, like tidy the coffee table first and then i realized that the remote control didn't have a cover on it so now i'm looking for the remote control cover and i'm stuck doing that so he has found a way to procrastinate going to the grocery store because unless he finishes all this other stuff um he can't go to the grocery store so he's locked himself into this very strange a rigid thing and I relate my nighttime routine to that so much because I can't go to sleep unless I wash my face and take a shower and put lotion on, on and things like that I can't do it so in my case I feel like my routine hinders my sleep how do we how do we fix it <laughs> <laughs> so uh there are a few things that doctors say uh the basic basically one of the big things is to reset your circadian rhythm that's how you treat manage Whatever word you want to use, whatever you're comfortable using, your sleep or um, delayed sleep phase syndrome is to reset your circadian rhythm. It's interesting because the research says that you don't have to go to sleep every day at the same time, but you have to wake up every day at the same time. And then my other research kind of shows that noise is a big factor. So noises disrupt sleep, even if it's like small noises or soft noises that you don't necessarily um here consciously in your in your sleep it still disrupts you because you're taught that you know an unknown noise might be dangerous 
So your body hears it and wakes up a little bit, whether or not you want it to. We're very lucky because we live in a quite a quiet street, but we do have a dog. Yeah. And he has a jingly collar. <laughs> it's so cute. It is really cute, but I think we need to take it off him when we sleep. And then caffeine. No, please. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> they say that you should stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Because caffeine shortens stage three and stage four of sleep. I think I heard that it can cut off, I think, an hour of your overall sleep. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So that that's something that's like really, I mean, something that we know right we know that caffeine is i know and i willingly drink the coffee <laughs> but it's interesting because I've, I've met a lot of people who say that but coffee re- helps me relax and i feel better and then i can sleep easier and it does it can be the case that you fall asleep easier after drinking your coffee because that warm coffee has helped relax you but the research shows that caffeine shortens stage three and stage four sleep which are both very restorative deep sleep um REM sleep is also really important for restoration and memory consolidation but stage three and four sleep are like your delta kind of i'm dead to the world sleep so you need that (laughs) um and then reduce alcohol in general and i know we're going out tomorrow night and tomorrow night is the first day night that we're starting this so that's something to like keep in mind that alcohol affects REM sleep which is the part that's also very restorative so I want to point out that for people who have anxiety, um, things like Rivetrol and Restrol and stuff, that also affects you. It has it works a similar way to alcohol, so that can also shorten your sleep. Yeah, it, it not necessarily shorten your sleep, but it will definitely mess with your sleep phases. It was like the quality of sleep. Yeah, yeah. and um, most of the research shows that, and, and you will know, like I think that I know, that if I sleep badly for 10 hours versus really well for 7 that really good sleep is always better <laughs> than the 10 hours of groggy sleep. Um, yeah, I get like a sleep hangover if I sleep way too much. Like yeah. I feel so much worse. Yeah, because the quality of sleep isn't good. Um, the other one that they said was not to drink water two hours before sleeping or not too much water so that you don't pee- wake up to pee. Do you wake up to pee? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Like, have to let the dog out at 5 a.m. every day or okay. 6 a.m. Yeah. And I always, I always pee then. But I hate peeing in the middle of the night. Yeah. If you, like, go out into the freezing cold, it's horrible. It's not that cold. It's so cold. We live in a desert. Yes, but we have AC. Yeah, I know, but the bathroom's always hot. It isn't. <laughs> it's not warm enough. <laughs> Um, then the like like normal things that we've all heard. One is exercising in the morning. I don't think I'm capable of anything in the morning. <laughs> like, well, hopefully that will this will fix that. Yeah, hopefully. But then it's like I need to fix my sleep, and then I'll be able to exercise instead of the exercise fixing my sleep, and it oh, should yeah, still be that's like true, that's true. an unending cycle. So maybe exercise in the morning is just one that we can nix. I, we need to find a way of no matter how tired we are, we figure out a way to like. Work like get some weird Wallace and Gromit like device that just moves our body. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think that we can do exercise for another one of these episodes. I think yeah. exercise is going to be an interesting one to look at. The other ones, I mean, having a relaxation routine to help reduce anxiety. So, like finding ways to activate your parasympathetic nervous system before bed is really important. 
not doing things that are too stimulating, like playing video games or watching like angsty YouTube videos. Yeah, I call that, this both. Those were example for both of us. You had the angsty videos, and I'm playing the video games yep, while you're yep, watching yep, angsty yep. videos. <laughs> <laughs> just, just double the fun. And then one that I found that was new that I'd never heard before was about lux levels. So lux levels are the it's the like light exposure. Okay, so we know that blue light isn't good for sleep because blue light is it it messes with melatonin production and blue light is in all our devices. So we know that already. Yeah, right. It's kind of like simulates the sun. Yeah, exactly. But I watched this video of this guy. Now I don't actually. I think that this. I mean, he was he was a doctor. So I'm assuming a doctor. You say he was a doctor, like a medical doctor. (laughs) A medical doctor. (laughs) A medical doctor. (laughs) And he did cite a study, and I think that we can link it. Uh, I don't remember what it is right now. But basically, he said to get 20 minutes of direct or indirect sunlight outside every day in the morning will get us 10,000 to 20,000 lux something. Okay, like light exposure. We get 20,000 lux points, and then we invest like that. that into our sleep. And then no, we- so so it. he said that the, the research shows, or the literature shows, that when you have a very large difference between the lux levels that you get in the day and the lux levels you get at night, then you're more likely to sleep better. Yeah, you have to buy low and then sell high. <laughs> I thought that was so cool because it was such a weird thing to say. Yes, I've never heard about the, like, yeah. the amount of minutes you need to get in the sun. No, so he didn't say it like, like he, he didn't I know, say- it's like certain levels of light that yeah. you need. And, yeah, and and uh, the the interviewer asked him if like a bright, like a window was okay. And he said no. <laughs> no? <laughs> he said you have to be outside. So I need to double check that. And maybe when we take our next break, <laughs> when we're thinking about the problem, when we're like discussing our plan and the obstacles, we can like do a little research to check that. Yeah. But I thought that that was really interesting because it's something I just never heard before. There was changing meal times that also has a lot of research behind it. Yeah, I heard that you're not supposed to eat too close to sleeping. Isn't that is something like that? Yeah, because your circadian rhythm also involves pooping. <laughs> oh, why? So, in order to reset your circadian rhythm, you need to reset your meal times and then have very structured meal times. So they're always at the same time, so that your bo- your 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 booty could also get onto <laughs> a more healthy or productive circadian rhythm. Get my booty on board, then my brain will come on board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, we're all happier when we poop. But then again, I feel like it's I'm still structuring, uh, having to have like food and everything at very particular rigid times yeah and i think both of us have trouble keeping track of time yeah absolutely. so i wonder how we're gonna try and manage that when we're trying to plan what we're gonna do for the next month i think that it's gonna be about picking and choosing these like different techniques that's why i just wanted to give a whole bunch of techniques and then actually decide which ones we're gonna use because these are again as i said um and and as you said that often this is all directed towards neurotypical brain yeah The other one is making it cold. I thought you'd like that one. You need to make it real, real cold. We already sleep in quite a cold temperature. Yeah, but we can make that a hack and put it in there. That's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) The good people at home need to know that we're going to... We can't cheat. Yeah, that's true. And then darkness. 
I really want to sing Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> um, no no light. Absolutely no light in the room when you're sleeping. And you know, I'm I'm already pretty anal about that. Yeah. Um, so like no little red lights to show that your switches are working or phones with glow in the dark covers or anything like that. The room should be pitch black and one hour before bed, no light. Like dim light only and that includes devices um which is going to be really difficult for us i think and um if you are in bed then this is this one we know if you can't sleep for 25 minutes you need to get out of bed um because sleeping how do i put this your brain is amazing because it can associate two things and then learn that those two things are associated with each other whether they are or they are not And so if you're anxiously lying in bed or ruminating, which is something that at least I am very guilty of when I can't sleep. Yeah, the bed's the anxiety zone. Right. We don't want that. We want it to be the zone and the sleep zone. And that's (laughs) it. It can't be the anxiety zone? (laughs) No anxiety. So if you are feeling anxious or have been awake for 25 minutes, then you're supposed to get out of bed and do something else. Okay, that's those are my things. What are your things? I, I respect your informed opinion, but you see, I've been on the TikToks. <laughs> hey, man, TikTok is where it's at. <laughs> no, but these aren't com- these these hacks that I have aren't from some TikTok therapist. The first one that came up, I thought was interesting, is that okay. So, let's say you get half a cup of water, okay, and you put that under your bed, and then as you sleep, the water will vaporize a little bit. And it'll help you sleep. And when you wake up, the water should be bubbly. And the bubbles are the anxiety that was absorbed from you into the cup. Do you have a citation for that? Yes, it's TikTok. (laughs) I'll try and find the video. I don't know if I'll be able to link it. I want it referenced and bibliographed. (laughs) But it's kind of, I feel like if that, I did that to me, the glass will just like explode halfway into the night or something. (laughs) No. I, I wonder. Double, if, double toilet I, trouble. I really thought it was going to be like a humidity thing, but yeah. I didn't know it was uh, the ex- anxiety absorption power of water. That was impressive. But it's kind of like you know when you have a cracked egg under your bed. It was like one of those things that like it was like a folklore kind of. Yeah, hack. yeah. My neck is hurting. Oh, that that actually. Um, if your neck is hurting, I also have another hack. That's <laughs> apparently there's a spot behind your neck that it said to rub. Uh, no, no, not, I mean, sorry, I mean, behind your ear. Okay, I'm rubbing my ear. And you're supposed to rotate it around, it's supposed to be like a little tender, and you massage it at least a hundred times, and it should, no, it's like, you know, like, you do a hundred rotations, and it should relax you, and you'll sleep better. So I don't know if that'll actually work, it was a doctor that That said it. That sounds, that just sounds like massage. I don't know if the doctor was a gifted PhD, or or, or, or a a, a medical doctor, but... (laughs) he was named doctor, or or a kid who called himself doctor. They were a doctor, but they said to massage the special spot and then you'll relax, so maybe we'll look into that. Okay. Uh, There was also, what they said was um, paradoxical thinking is what they called it, something like that. That if you're trying to, if you're in bed and you can't sleep and you're forcing yourself to sleep, think about not sleeping and try and keep yourself awake and then you'll get sleepy and you'll fall asleep. Ah, the old reverse psychology. (laughs) Yeah, it's like trying to do reverse psychology to yourself. I also saw people say that. Um, What else crazy, what other crazy TikTok stuff did I see? 
As I, was, I was trying to look at uh, five, I couldn't find anything on five minute cro- crafts of Trum Trum. I think that that would probably have some sleep hacks in there. What about like old wives' tales? Like, well, like spin your bed round five times and then you'll sleep in ten <laughs> seconds. Or <laughs> like have a hot drink before going to bed. Yeah, like hot, like hot milk. Yeah, but we can't drink milk, so maybe hot like you know soy turmeric lattes. <laughs> I think the milk thing is supposed to have something to do with. I could be completely wrong about this, but I think it was the tryptamine in the milk that's supposed to be something in the milk that, like, it, it's oh, like when that's you... The, that's the turkey thing, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's the same chemical in turkey. I could be completely wrong about that. We'll also try and cite that. Uh, it might be completely wrong. We'll just put a little noise in there if I'm completely <laughs> incorrect about that. Meh. <laughs> Meh. It is Ayahua Agrin. You were almost right and still must be shamed. Milk contains tryptophan, which is an amino acid which converts into serotonin, the hormone that gives you pleasure. Boosted serotonin levels increase the amount of melatonin in your body and melatonin is the hormone responsible for good sleepy time. Um, old wise tales. Oh, I saw one that was a kind of a military hack to help people be able to sleep anywhere that it was kind of similar to progressive muscle relaxation that you start with your tongue and you try and relax your tongue and then you relax your face your facial muscles and you try and find out you scan your body and try and find out where you have tension and you slowly try and relax each part of your body so you just kind of slowly sleep so that that was one of the things that sounds like mindfulness yeah it was similar to it yeah maybe we could try that So what are the kind of obstacles? We've already sort of talked about that a little bit. What are the kind of obstacles that we could possibly face in doing any of these millions of things that you could do? Yeah, I think we need to... I think narrowing it down. Should we choose one first? Or should we just try and find what would get in the way in general? Because I think specifically timing things, like I think I'd need to set like 12 alarms to get things, anything done. Yeah, I think I think maybe anything to do with time, we should just maybe maybe we can use the obstacles to weed out the techniques that we will use. But I feel like waking up at a specific time is going to be helpful in general. Yeah, I I think think. I think that's the only one that I would succumb to because we use an alarm for that anyway. Not succumb, subscribe, (laughs) 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 subscribe to um, because. Uh, we use an alarm to wake up anyway, and the only thing that's going to be difficult is on weekends. But we're going to snooze it. We snooze it's the alarm okay. like it's five okay. times before we... It's okay if we snooze it. You can snooze it five times. It's just that as long as we're waking up within the half an hour. Maybe. And like committing to it. I think it's all about intention, man. No, I think I need to... Since we have no light in this room, we established we're going to we're gonna be in pitch black. We're going to be in like a sensory deprivation chamber that we're going to sleep in. We <laughs> should put the phones... Amazing. We should put the phones outside and have a really loud alarm so that I have to like burst through into the other room to turn off the alarm and then I'm up and I'm awake. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, I, I know you and you will get back into bed. Yeah, I'll sleep through the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will not be able to... <laughs> I'll just throw the alarm at you. We could that, that, that's scaffolding. That's scaffolding, baby. <laughs> okay, so maybe one of the things is to have either an alarm clock or... But you have to have your phone in the room because it's got your sensor in it. 
Right. Yeah, I use my phone to scan my blood sugar sugar monitor. Yeah, you yeah. need you need. I mean, we could, you could start using your little blood no, sugar but, thing. But that also has light in it as well because with the screen to work. So no, that's way, okay. You can have light. You just can't. I have been using Flux to try and get rid of orange. I mean, get rid of blue light because it has an orange filter. So hopefully that'll. I could still have my phone, but it reduces the amount of blue light I have. Yeah. Would that work? No. I- <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we're getting. We're get- no. You're getting. You're getting confused, Ollie. With what? You're because the reason for the light, like that, we don't have our phones in the room, is so that we don't use the blue light, right? Yeah. I caught zoning for a sec. Hang on, I'm coming back. We're having a, a zoning outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ADD patented a zoning outbreak. <laughs> okay, we take a deep breath. Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna drink some coffee. It's seven p.m. Just so that everyone knows. Yeah, but we ha- we haven't st- actually started the um the challenge yet. We're starting it tomorrow. You know, bright and early, the beginning of the month. But um, it is about seven p.m. and I am drinking this coffee. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, you can't you can't not have your phone with you. Yeah, I need it for my. But so like we can't. So we we can't do the thing that we have absolutely no light. I think that'll be no. We difficult. can't. I think they'll be difficult anyway because there are like light sockets. And like, there's always like something that has some amount of light in it. So it's... everything has already been blurred out. Our room is almost pitch dark right now. Really? Yeah, I can't sleep with any light in the room. No, but like most of the stuff, we just put like a sock over it because we. That's it's very difficult to do. Still. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could put a sock over my phone. You need to look at it in order. I to... could squint through the sock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that the flux thing and everything is fine. That's that's. I mean, they're two separate things, right? Because the blue light that you're looking at is different from just having light in the room. There are studies that were done that even piece of like a part of your body sensing light, not even like from your eyes, but a part of your body sensing light can disrupt your sleep. So if you have like a little light that's just on your leg yeah, and your face can't see it, you, you have an eye mask on, that can still disrupt your sleep. But I know we say this, but... We've tried it before, and, like, it's very difficult to maintain it for a whole month, for even, like, you know, I think it's the 90 days to form a habit that I think we were trying to do before, but it's very difficult to maintain not having electronics and stuff, because we did try it before. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic about it this time, just because the two of us are doing it together. No, but we, we did it together. But that was just for a week. Was it only a week? It was only a week. Wow, I really have no context of <laughs> context of time, concept of time. Just yeah, I mean, I and I think that one of the ways to get around it, like a solution to it, first of all, is to do it for like a half an hour instead of an hour before bed. Yeah, and to have an alternative thing because, like, one of the reasons that we have electronics at night, at least that I do, is so that I don't get bored while I'm in the shower and stuff. What what are other things that we can do? There's just another splat moment. What do you mean a splat moment? I don't know. Like when you get home and you just want to watch YouTube videos and do nothing. Yeah, I want to become one with the couch. Yeah, so we need like an alternative. So maybe half an hour is a good thing. Like just it's just thirty minutes. I don't. Yeah, because uh, the whole reason we do it is we want that like that quick dopamine hit. Like we want to watch like some gar complete garbage like maybe we'll like watch some like really bad reality tv show or watch like a let's play or something and just 
I know we need we need something just to give us that little bit of little bit of serotonin before we go to sleep. <laughs> dopamine, dopamine. Oh, maybe we could do something like before the half an hour that increases dopamine. Like maybe before that half an hour where we have no electronics, we need to fill up our tank with dopamine. Because like um the TikToks <laughs> or YouTubes or like comfy games are usually like junk food for dopamine so it just gives us enough to sustain but maybe we should do we should try and come up with activities at night that increase dopamine more remember the dopamine thing from how to adhd but i i found a lot of difficulty seeing like what was actually junk food and what was like for your brain and what was like gave you some more substantial dopamine because i think it i guess it depends what your interests are but i had a lot of trouble figuring out what would help with that yeah in, in, like in my experience i don't know i i mean i i keep thinking of of mindfulness in mindfulness we have the the skill of mastery so mastery is something that could help also doing something like that um like the spell like the nighttime spell from the witch's book of self-care excuse me <laughs> I don't know. I've become uh, too hyper. I don't know what I don't know what happens while I go to sleep, but I guess there's some sort of midnight mass that happens <laughs> while I'm asleep. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a little bit of a break, um, and then we're gonna come back and try and work out a plan because I think we have enough obstacles already already in our life. <laughs> Okay, now we're back. We're going to talk about uh, how we're going to plan this month and you know how we're going to help and fix our sleep. There's a few things that we want to do um, within the plan. One is to see how we can scaffold each other and support each other for accountability. Um, then how we're going to keep ourselves accountable. And I think that we're going to use you guys and this podcast and whether or not we have an audience <laughs> um, to make us and help us be accountable what so someone's gonna like dm dm us at the like in the no! middle of the night being like i hope you're sleeping <laughs> imagine no just like you know make sure that we're doing it with um integrity and honesty yeah like you said no cheats no cheats um at least i only even sleep though with I the highest integrity i <laughs> i kind of want to make uh, making it cold one just because it's like really easy to do because we already do it and it's like a win whether or not we win or not does that make sense yeah I, I think the most difficult thing i think for holding each other accountable is starting starting the, the process of i guess turning off the electronics that half an hour before like we were talking about i think we could that that would be a fairly easy one or at least we'll try it even if we fail We'll probably try. We'll have the uh, in the update. Maybe we might rejigger that a little bit. But yeah, we'll, we'll try it out. But yeah, I think so. I think that. How do we prompt each other though? I think that because ha- we've already got the. I think that the biggest prompt actually is going to be your long acting insulin. But that's fairly. It's a lot earlier no, than no, half an hour before we sleep. No, no, no. I know. Um, I'm not saying that that should be the time we sleep. I think that that's the time we should start getting. Because um, I know that for neurodivergent brains especially for my brain my my brain specifically i need like a prompt or a warning to prime myself to get ready to do a task we need we need more alarms i think especially if you don't have someone else there to scaffold you i think alarms are always useful because i know 
I already have an alarm that just goes off at 10 o'clock just to let me know that it's 10 o'clock in case I just yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think, um, what time are we aiming to go to sleep and what time are we aiming to wake up every day? Oh, that's a mystery. That's, that's, for, for, that's for us. That's not for the people at home. <laughs> but maybe eight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that it, it needs to be like eight because then that can be plus or minus half an hour. Yeah. So if that's true, then if we work backwards for nine hours, because I think it should be nine hours. I, I think we'll start with eight. You know, I think that, that we that's, should that's keep more it fe- eight. That's more feasible for us. And we aren't, you know, like at the end of the day, this isn't something to try and change our brains. We are night people. And that is part of our ADHD. It's part of being neurodivergent, I think. Yeah, because we end up working uh, late anyway. That's probably why we're recording quite late, because we tend to shift our projects later and later. Yeah, and and I, I, this isn't, I think that that's an important thing because we're not trying to fix or change our brains necessarily. We're just trying to find ways for us to fit in to our days where we're not tired all the time (laughs) 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 Um, because that doesn't work for us. So I think that eight is, is, is fine with me. I actually think eight's a little early because this isn't something that we could stop on the weekend. Yeah, that we'll probably end up getting like, Maybe four hours of sleep. I think some uh, some nights on the weekend. I think we went to bed at like f- four or five or something. You know. Yeah, but co- those are not good days. I know, but it happens. You know. Yeah, so it's it's just something to keep in mind. There are going to be days like, you know, the first day of this challenge, we're going out with our friends. So, and I think that we should still try and wake up at eight. Um, I will also talk a little bit about naps <laughs> as a solution. <laughs> I don't know if I'll I'll take part in that. I'm not like a big napping person. Yeah, one of the reasons that napping doesn't work for a lot of people is because they nap for too long and wake up groggier. I think for me, it's really difficult for me to just switch off and nap and then wake up. So it, it it's difficult to set that set a period of time because you'll be like, okay, I'm going to nap now. But then it takes like 20 minutes for me to, to even like settle down and sleep. Because I think... Especially in my ADHD, I have a, a lot of problem keeping momentum. So, especially at work, I have to constantly keep doing things and keep like initiating myself and get the ball rolling. Because if the that ball stops, then it's really difficult to start back up again. So, I think I tend, especially if I'm in the middle of a project, it's really difficult to just stop and take a nap. I, I have to like keep going. Mm. Yeah, otherwise, like all bets are off. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely um, understand that. Um, Okay, well, we'll see, because hopefully it won't be too many days of that. And hopefully for most days, we'll be getting around nine hours of sleep. We're trying to get nine hours of sleep. But we'll have our update. And this is, we're not saying this is like the rigid thing we're going to do for this plan, because the, you know, it's flexible and you have to do what works for you. So we're saying this, and that's the reason in the middle of the month, we're going to have the update, because we'll talk what worked out for us, what didn't, what we shifted on to be doing. Because, you know, we say eight, but we might actually just move it to what worked for us. And remember that, yeah, you can, I mean, for us, I think that like on nights like that, we'll probably move it to 9 a.m. It may not be 8 a.m. each time because it is important to sleep. Yeah. And we're trying to get more sleep. We're not trying to get like, we don't want to do something that'll just give us even less sleep (laughs) than we're already getting. Okay, so, so far we've got the sleep meaning the waking schedule because the waking schedule is more important than the sleeping schedule yeah we've got no light half an hour before we go to sleep yep 
Um, and then do you want to do the caffeine thing? Yeah, I could do that. That's, I think, I think good. Do you want to also put water under the bed? Yeah, I could put some water under the bed. Nice bowl. <laughs> Can we not do that, though? Because I think we'll forget about the water. <laughs> then just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, probably. I have so much junk under my bed that I have... I have no idea if I'll even be able to fit that gloss under there because we just use it for storage. Maybe one of the things that we could do as part of the like anecdotal things is have a, a warm drink before going to sleep. No, wait, we can't because then we'll pee. Yeah, maybe we could try the uh, progressive muscle relaxation. Actually, it was sold as um, how to fall asleep in 10 seconds. But, I don't believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but because that that was kind of like the oh, you can do this if you f- you can fall asleep in ten seconds with this. But actually, that was the clickbait headline. What he was saying is, if you get really good at this, you can do it really quickly, and you could like do it really quick and relax in ten seconds. But actually, it'll take like five minutes to slowly relax because you know if you're not used to it, it's going to take a while. Because it, it took about two minutes for him to explain the entire thing so yeah. i don't know how they could do it in 10 seconds when the <laughs> explanation is like that long i think i think that's a good one because it it will theoretically activate the parasympathetic nervous system and um as people who are body centered both of us are body centered in our beliefs in the way that mental health problems happen i think that we need a more integrated approach in general so i think a progressive muscle relaxation kind of style would be cool and let's follow exactly what the tiktok says with the tongue and everything that sounds really interesting to me start with the tongue yeah let's start with the tongue let's like tense the tongue and make like the lion's breath face yeah that'd be weird (laughs) so so okay that not the water thing because we said we don't we'll forget about it what about massaging the weird sweet spot at the back of my neck? I don't think I can head. do it a hundred times. No, no. It's just like, because you do it really quickly. So it's like this, like in a circular motion. I think it's like just below your ear. Oh, that's below. the vagus nerve. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we can try that. Uh, um, I have got a feeling that I'm going to get bored doing that. Yeah, me too. I think I'm going to get fed up after like the, tw- the 20th time, I think, doing it. Okay, so I think that's... Good. Otherwise, I think we're going to keep forgetting. Unless you want to like quickly add one more like research one. No, I think that those those two or three are good. And we already do things like making it cold and um, having it dark. They're reducing alcohol in general as well. Something we can do. But my birthday, my thirty first birthday. Should should we like tell people we're going to do this? They like if we mess up, they can just like burst into our room and wake us up. No, that sounds horribly triggering. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm just thinking how to hold ourselves accountable to waking up at a specific um, time because we're definitely going to have some You know, one action. of the things is to schedule meetings at nine. Yeah, we could do that. I think that that's going to be good. I think that our meetings especially, I think we should schedule them at nine. I'm going to start trying to see patients at 9 a.m. Because that's like an external factor is to start scheduling clients and meetings at, at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. even. So that when you wake up at 8, you have time to like wake up and then get to work. But I think that that's going to be one of the best things to do. Okay, so the plan is, <laughs> <laughs> okay, is to turn off electronics by 10.30. Yeah. It is to try and get into bed by 11. Yeah. It is to try and wake up every day, including weekends, by 8. We could do it. We can do it. And then coffee stops at before 2. And the thing that we do at 
What's the thing we do at 10.30? Is a progressive muscle face relaxation oh, I, thing I, I with the tongue. I thought it was the other thing we do at 10.30. We can do the other thing at 10.30. But yeah, like those, because, no, because Ollie, half an hour isn't enough time to do the nighttime routine and to do the other thing yeah. and to do the progressive muscle relaxation. We'll need an hour otherwise. Yeah, we're not that great at scheduling. Maybe we could, maybe one of the things that we can do is actually like at nine, start the nighttime routine, you know, brushing teeth, washing your face, putting on jammies and stuff like that. Yeah, but that, that's as for, soon as we get home that's from That's for future work. Ollie to worry about. After no, we, I've it's agreed, not. I've, I've agreed to this verbal contract on this podcast to do these things. No, but, maybe, maybe that's one of the solutions. Sorry, I zoned out for a second. That's okay. We're zoned back in. Yeah, break I mean, for zone, zone, out, zone out break, zone out break. Okay. I was saying that maybe we can do the, like, you know, my compulsive nighttime routine and, like, your nighttime routine just to get into bed, like, wearing pajamas, taking a shower as soon as we get home from work or as soon as we finish dinner. Okay. So maybe one of us can do it as soon as we get home from work and the other one can do it as soon as we finish dinner. And let's make a contract on who gets which day. Otherwise, we'll both try and do it after dinner. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Agreed. We're gonna do it. Did you want to? Do you want to shake hands on this? Yeah. Let's re- let's do a high five Ooh, so high people five. can hear. Did you hear that? Did yeah. you? Did you guys hear it? We're gonna do it. <laughs> okay. So I think that's it for the podcast. We're also gonna have a um a check in. Uh, yeah. On the fifteenth. Uh, yeah. Also, if anyone wants to follow along at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can maybe you can do something slightly different and have your own. Um, sleep schedule or your own sort of hack that you want to try out that you found out and maybe um, you can tell us about it on um, Instagram yeah we are at mindfully ADHD podcast yeah we'll, we'll, we'll mention that again at the end but um, just to make sure people know because that, that's what we'll be posting most of our stuff because we aren't really that um, active on things like Twitter but we use Instagram a lot um, I just wanted to put this little little bit in because it's important and support your friends who are neurodivergent and talk to your friends who are neurotypical and yeah because this is um this podcast is for all those neurodivergent babies out there just trying to get by yeah, yeah. i think how to adhd she calls them brains and hearts Aww. the brains yeah. are the neurodivergent people and the hearts who are there to support them so you can be a heart and a brain but it's brains and hearts and i really like that and yeah <laughs> Okay, so we'll see you guys soon for the update and uh, see if this helps you out. Yeah, talk to us. Okay, have a great night. Thanks for listening to us today. If you want to follow along with our journey, we post little updates on Instagram at mindfullyadhdpodcast. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. And we shall see you soon for our next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.